All right. Hello and welcome everyone to Ashes Pathfinders episode 79 where today we're talking about gearing up in an MMORPG, especially the one we are here for, which is AOC. Made it rhyme. Feeling good about it. Let's get going. We're welcoming back our uh, roundtable members today, our Pathfinders who are joining us here. We've got a returning guest who's <laughs> been, it's been many months since we've seen him, but Daedalus, welcome back, buddy. How you been? Good, good. I'm glad to be back. Honored to be part of the Pathfinders podcast once again. Hell yeah. Always a pleasure. And Faisal, welcome back, dude. How you doing? What's up, my dudes? Hey. hey. How you been? Hope everybody in chat doing fine. And Wandering Mist. Welcome back, buddy. Oh, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Wait, is it... I've forgotten. Is it Faisal or Faisal? Faisal. What are we saying? <laughs> Did I say Faisal again? <laughs> Honestly, at this point, you can say whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> no. Did I fail? <laughs> were you, no, were you just calling me out? Is that what just happened? You just called me out, didn't you? Miss? No, no, no. no. So, so you can literally say whatever you want. I have multiple yeah. nicknames. I have Vega. I have Facial. I have so many nicknames. You do not understand. This All power right. does not <laughs> all right well for today then i'm just gonna call you carpet dweller because <laughs> as we all know as the show goes on you know that it's getting closer and closer to the end because as we get closer to the end basil slowly but surely gets closer and closer to the floor so and of course gotta welcome back all of our absolutely fantastic pathfinders here in chat and those of you that contribute to the conversation both on the show live as we are here now uh, on the on the YouTube and in the Reddit or the Twitter that we have as well. All links are in chat. Thank you to my awesome mods for linking those everybody. Thank you so much. Um, so today, thought we had a we have a really good tie-in. See, we're going to talk about gearing up in an MMO. It's something that seems to be coming up more and more all over and, and all over the places I have been having conversations mm -hmm. around the genre. Anyway, and of course, we have the looking for more podcasts we do that you'll see missed on sometimes on Thursdays. And, you know, this seemed to be something we have, I've, I've found that we gravitate to a little bit here and there on that show too. And of course that one's around just gaming in general or the, you know, MMORPG genre game development. And so we kind of like touch on it there. And so it's really great because what I love about that show is even though it's not a specific ashes of creation show, it's such a good place for, for when we're having conversations here and it's like, I always find that sometimes we're wanting to kind of stray off the path a bit. And it's almost like we could take a tangent. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm not doing anything with that now because I get to take that, pluck it, and just go throw it over on Thursday. And sometimes Thursday actually gives us great things to talk about here too, mm -hmm. as it relates to Ashes of Creation. Um, so we talked last time about Dungeon Scaling, and we've been talking about this one on both of the shows and it's a good tie in to talk about this with looting because um, now I'm going to see if Faisal remembers. Do you remember what we were talking about right before we got started? I said, please don't let me forget. And I think Daedalus wrote it down too. Yeah. The mist. Yeah. Yes. Please discuss. Wait, was it, was it, was it, was it the, the, the waterfall or was it the other one? The mist. It was about okay. not wondering yeah. mist, oh. but so apparently I've been watching a lot of waterfalls recently <laughs> and uh, what's it called? The reason uh, the, the two assets in the AOC video that we've seen was a little bit off is because 
you had two assets. You had the original waterfall and the, the other one. The, the after effect when the water goes down into the river. Mm-hmm. Th- the, but there's a third missing link that links between these two assets, which is missed. If you look at a lot of waterfall videos, when that waterfall falls hard to, to the other surface of water, it creates a lot of water vapor that covers the line of sight uh, of the two assets. So I think if they added mist to that waterfall, it would look outstanding. Yeah, and I I wanted him to remember, like, remind me of this because I was actually running around the Elder Scrolls Online recently, and I I can't remember. I think it was in the new zone. It was actually in the uh, Western Skyrim A zone, or we call it. Uh, uh, it's in Greymore. It's the new expansion, and so in this zone, I was running around looking at some of like the water, and I was like running by, and it just sparked me remembering this conversation here because I was running by and I saw the water flowing down a waterfall and I was like, is that a really hard like line that I'm seeing at the base of that waterfall? I remember everybody was watching me. Like I started like obsessing over this because I was running up and I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's a triple A game. Why are there? Why is there such a hard line where the water is flowing down the mountain? I mean, it was like on the terrain too. It was this hard line, and I was going, yeah. "Man, triple A game!" And here we are with the same problem. And it totally ruined my immersion a little bit because I love waterfalls and games. I was like running by, and it just totally stood out because it didn't. It did not look like it flowed at all. So, yeah, two cents. Steven says he's a waterfall guy, so hopefully that'll never happen or will not look that drastic. I was just blown away. Because the environment looks great in that game. That definitely it is not the norm. Yeah. And the, the trees norm. there are thick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with a game like ESO, as Omega is saying, they cut a lot of corners. I feel like a game like that, and WoW is notorious for this as well, and just Bethesda in general, they cut a lot of corners and then mm. expect the community to mm. make up for it with the add-ons i mean i remember what was it a couple of days ago where you uh sim you put on that uh <laughs> darker nights add-on oh my god wow yeah. that made such a big difference that was like massive yeah and i fell off a cliff last night too and almost died <laughs> <laughs> It was like it was that it was that it was that moment as I'm running around with everybody. I just ride off. I, I go. I get close to the cliff, and I was getting ready to jump off the cliff. And I, I, I sensed it. I was at the edge, and I, I kind of jumped off. And I had that moment where you kind of just, you know, you tense up a little bit. And you go, please don't let me die to a fall on stream right now. And I, I, I hit the bottom, and it was really close. And I just kind of was like. The Paladin's holy light yeah. it wasn't shining that day, apparently. Nah, but that's why I, I, I've actually popped a memento out and it, like puts this little little orb of light around you that like circles. But yeah, that add-on drastically adjusts night. It's really cool if you're not really planning on roaming the landscape a whole lot. But uh, but it was really great for like the the ambient lighting and everything. Um. So I want to make sure we kind of tie into some community questions and feedback. There were a couple on our our, uh, last podcast that was posted on YouTube. I'm going to go and pull questions too. I see some people here in chat that actually contributed. Like Omega, what up, homie? Uh, And we're going to get into talking about the loot system, but there were some tie-ins I want to not 
miss out on. Also, this is kind of our loose conversation stream because next time we meet, we're probably going to be talking about a good bit of things. I hope if, if we're, if we're going to kind of make an assumption or have a little bit of speculation around what we can expect, the last multiple live streams from Ashes of Creation have been pretty significant. They've given us quite a bit to talk about sometimes for even two full episodes, um, knock on wood. And they, we know that they've been moving Right. So that's been all over the discord, which is kind of like, OK, so they're they're transitioning. Don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Hopefully we get news. It's like, hey, check out the studio. We'd all be like, oh, you know, probably. But <laughs> right. <clears throat> so Barrows, we're touching on the tab target and action combat discussion point. Barrows had mentioned mm -hmm. that he's a proponent of tab targeting only. And he actually had a, a frame of reference of like, hey, I'd really be cool if this is like what we just did. We didn't even have action combat because he had some concerns about, you know, people doing like aimbotting and things like that with hit scan and and having like the action combat, like ha having too many problems. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I think at this point, I, I saw another topic from somebody similar to this over the past week. And um you know, my thing is this, right? The problem with that is it's been such a big uh, piece that they have been focusing on for so long that I think it would be it would be tough to just completely pull it. But that is something that even Steven had said on one of the live streams some many, many moons back, right? When they were like, well, what if you can't get this hybrid system that you're working on to really work out. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts around that? You guys, like if they just pulled one, they pulled the action all together. Would you, I mean, where would you, where would you stand on that? You'd be pretty cool with it or. I would re be really cool with it because like in the, like, as you said, Steven did say this a very, very long time ago and people expected at one point, if it, if it didn't happen, if, if he's tried his best to deliver on a product that commits to both of these things, that's amazing. But if he's unable to, we expect it. And it's still like targeting is a really good system. So, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's okay in my books, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you can make tab target fun. Um, and I think Guild Wars 2 does a good job of hybrid combat as well. So, I mean, I think at one point they talked about it being similar to that, not exactly the same, but similar. Is that kind of the feel that they're going for? Um, I do have concerns about the uh, hit scan too. I played Star Wars Galaxies, um, though that wasn't yeah. the reason I left the game. Um, I could totally see that ruining the experience as well. Um, you know, I think, you know, hit scan could maybe work for certain weapons. They can keep it really limited, but you want to make sure you're balancing that out, mm -hmm. um, you know, with the skill level required to use those and, and definitely putting measures into place to, to avoid any botting or cheating that might be involved. Cause that cheating ruins games. I mean, it made a lot of players stop playing a lot of games and not come back. So that could be pretty damaging if they don't get it right. Mm. But I mean, cheating in general is a really big problem. Like, I get making uh, cheats for what's it called? FPS mm -hmm. might be. I mean, for FPS shooters or like tab, like uh, hit scans might be a lot easier. 
But on the other hand, if you look at MMORPGs and top targeting, they're scripting all over it. If you think about cheaters, mm. so yeah, where where are you going to draw the line for cheaters? The like, it's all it's they're going to be there one way or another. Yeah, but the difference is, are they going to combat uh, this uh, this uh, cheat mechanics that that like uh, third parties are going to use? Uh, because for for example, EA does the worst job in existence <laughs> of making like anti cheat systems. Like if you play any of their games that are FPS, yeah, uh, Battlefield, uh, Star Wars, anything that's multiplayer, cheats across the board, and they don't give any regards to it. <laughs> So it really depends on what they go, what actions they're going to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually the point that he had he had brought up too when he made the comment on the video is how in Star Wars Galaxies, uh, they got hit scan and he was like, you know, a month later it died. Now I can't speak to that because mm-hmm. I didn't play it. But yeah, uh, another another comment was from I'm, a, I'm I'm probably not getting this right. Apologies, but Denis or Denise. D-E-N-I-Z. Try to make sure I say it right. If uh, you want to correct me or let me know, feel free in the comments. Said you only need to look at Arcage where rain characters rule the PvP. There's really no contest there. Difficulty in balancing range versus the melee uh, comes in having a large group of people being able to constantly fire far away without melee having the ability to negotiate the damage uh, when trying to close in. Um, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be mitigate the damage uh, when when you're trying to close in, but that was what it said. Uh, Also, you can't really PvP based on mostly visual cues on mass PvP. If you have 20 to 50 people doing uh, going at each other, it'll be hard to see slight visual cues when fighting. Hence, so that was actually I think in regard to like the point we talked about, which was actually following up on some Reddit conversation around you know having animations, kind of having these like uh, indicators, like. At what point do you want like how much how much weight do you want to put in a player having to having to mitigate by roll dodging, for example, which is already in the current iterations, right? Uh, or, or any other kind of like uh, mitigation that you might have to act upon versus it being a passive system, uh, like dodge stats or something like that. Um, but like you know, uh, talking about like large scale versus small scale, and then you kind of think about um, which I think Browse had actually talked about too which was like talking about AOE, like having to place an AOE skill versus like maybe looking ahead with an action system, which we saw in APOC, right? With the, uh, we kind of saw an APOC uh, in the way I'm thinking about it, which was where you had the meteor. You remember the meteor from the book? The yeah, there book? was the telegraph. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'd have an AOE there, but I don't know, man. It's, I do, I do agree. It's definitely a tricky situation because you've got to try and balance it. All of the things that you design in the game is why I go back to like whatever the foundation is that you decide to start out with. You really got to make sure that there aren't cracks like it as it's as it's built. It needs to work on a fundamental level and not be cracked to begin with it. I think that's the main thing. But then what do you consider being a foundational piece or something that's like supplemental, I guess, is the the, the bigger question. Um, a lot of people in chat that I was seeing mentioning their perspective currently is they'd be okay without an action system i actually wouldn't Mm. i wouldn't mind either um but i I don't know if that's maybe just a generational thing being that a lot of us are are of the generation that remembers playing these mmos that started out that way and so i think to Mm. some degree there's definitely i'll recognize my bias 
right? Like I, I like <laughs> the Elder Scrolls. I will like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not the, we're not the say all do all here or anything like that. We all just, we're just guys with our, our, our perspectives and our opinions and our thoughts that we're sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and I'll, and I'll recognize my bias. I think that some degree I, I started out on a tab target MMO. That was where I, that's where I started to grow as a, as an MMORPG gamer. Um, but I don't mind the action side of MMOs either. I think the Elder Scrolls Online is not that bad. But the system that you see in the Elder Scrolls Online is also very much an Elder Scrolls element to a lot of the games. Like you go back and you look at what everything from, well, I mean, look at all of them, really. You just go back. It's like an iteration of the thing that came before it, which is similar to looting in your environment. Like you can loot almost everything in your environment. That's something that you see in Elder Scrolls games. So would I expect some system like that to be in Ashes? Like, no. Um, but yeah, so my bias is I'd be great with it. But I know a lot of like, I think of somebody like D Phantom, right? Or uh, <laughs> who, you know, he, he likes action combat. That's his jam. Uh, and he's another yeah. creator here with Ashes of Creation. If you guys don't know him, uh, there's yeah. And I think, I think of a bunch of people. Yeah, but yeah. I, th I think it's important to, if we're talking about this, then another game which I think we need to bring up is Elyon, which is another up and coming MMORPG. They originally designed their combat system as tab target, and they got such a huge backlash for it that they actually reverted it and this is where the whole name change thing came from they reverted it to action combat literally redesigned the combat from the ground up and made action as mm -hmm. opposed to tap target so clearly it's important to a lot of people to have a developer go to such lengths to change the combat mid-development like that so i think if ashes and I've seen on the forums a lot of people are saying, well, if there's no action combat in Ashes, then I just won't play it. Right. I don't know how true that is, though. I mean... I think yeah. people try it, man. I think people like like to have their, their all-or-nothing mentality, but at the end of the day, I think there's more people that care about having an MMO that they can immerse in and love and really dedicate to in this like time where you don't get that whole lot. Oh, look, Ashes of Creations and... Uh... And Chad, hello, friend. That old school tab dough. That was a direct quote from chat from Ashes of Creation, by the way. <laughs> that old no. school tab dough. I thought you dough. were getting hit with the kids, Sim. I, only on Tuesdays. <laughs> Wait, what? Sundays. Say Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> Where a cast time took many seconds and every spell was rooted. Yeah. That's old school, homie. Oh dear. But I, I think a lot of people like think that they would be like, oh, if this isn't like this, then I'm not gonna. I mean, like, I don't know, man. It's easy to say now, but I think you give it a shot. I think a lot of people that even right now are, are like, I'm not gonna do it because of this. I'm like, I don't know, man. You probably will at least look at it. Yeah, it's it's true. Like, honestly, tub targeting is nice and all, but I think it's a very heavy transition for people who wants to join new MMORPGs like Ashes in their alley. Like, if, if you take an FPS shooter and send him to an MMORPG and tell him, yo, you got to target everything with tab and choose 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 0, and minus, and then mm -hmm. plus, depending on the MMOR, 
um what's it called i think it's quite heavy and introducing it like to a lot of things like aoe's or splash damage all these different types of thing is, is quite heavy um so is action combat going to add anything that makes it easier for people that's that's my question because if, if it does if it does i think a lot of people would like join the community i mean it's good oh, point. Guys laughing. Oh. <laughs> oh, i can see everybody is giggling yeah. <laughs> yes chat man <laughs> <laughs> so let's who go. is typing from ashes of creation who... that's a good question is it steven who... it's who... not steven can't be steven i mean you don't know man you never know he's logged into a different one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness hey um, i it's it's a good point and i i i want to a lot of people say that uh action combat is more skill orientated and for the most part that is true However, um, thinking back to Guild Wars 2, yeah, it was quite fascinating. I was looking into it, and during development, the the uh, developers of Guild Wars 2, the reason mm -hmm. why they they did a lot of the things was because they wanted uh, combat to be more strategic and tactical, which is why there aren't any uh, like you can't use an ability on a person as it were you can't select a target and then press the ability that does not work it's it's all uh aimed base especially mm -hmm. when it comes to healing and that's mm -hmm. all well and good the thing mm -hmm. about that is though that in doing so they made everything aoe which made that the players of course all they have to do is just group up in this massive ball and you just spam aoe heals and that's yeah. pretty much the gameplay yeah so mm -hmm. action combat Sometimes it can produce bad results, which is what we've seen in Guild Wars 2. And it, mm. like, if anyone's done any raiding in that game, it's it's literally the, the core tactic is group up in a ball next to the boss and just stand there and spam your AoEs um, and only move if you absolutely have to. And it's it's very, mm. very, in my opinion, it's very bad kind of gameplay. So that's the downside of mm. trying to move away from tab target too much. Yeah. So let's, let's start to, let's make our tie in here talking about loot systems, right? Which is the focal point for today, right? We're going to talk about loot systems. Now, this is a very loose question, but it's good for us to get the conversation going. I think starting off with this and then we'll do some tie-ins to people that contributed on Reddit or even here in chat. So make sure if you don't want to, if you don't want me to miss a point, just at me, uh, but you looking at loot systems, right? By the way, Steven, since we know that Steven in chat, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just come out and own this, but full disclosure, you didn't say we couldn't in that PEI test. You remember when you said someone looted something? I just want to say off the brood mother, that was me. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I just, a very important point to make. Look, I'll own I'll own it. I'll own it. I'm okay with it. But for 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 the sake of argument, I was never told not to and I didn't know what the loot system was. So friends, 
what are loot systems <laughs> in an MMORPG <laughs> that you consider best practices? Hit and run. Perfect. <laughs> We're all waiting for Steven to respond right now, so it might be a pause in the stream. <laughs> I don't feel oh, bad. Well, Stephen is collecting his <laughs> thoughts on how to break sim for his misdemeanors. Um, I got a pretty mouth from I, that. I, just saying. I I want to go down memory lane, back to World of Warcraft. Talk about WoW's loot system because WoW has gone through a lot of different loot systems over the years. Um, the the ones of note are need versus greed, which is also in a few other. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, direct quote from I'm a beat that ass. <laughs> Fair enough. Please continue, oh, Mist. So, okay. So um yeah, we've had quite a few different uh loot systems in WoW. I think the two most important of which for group play have been Master Looter and personal loot mm -hmm. so master looter for anyone who doesn't know that's if you're in a raid or a group mm -hmm. you basically assign a single person who is the master looter and they are the only people who can loot and they assign loot to different people particularly when it comes to gear this yep. was very popular particularly for um like the top end raiding guilds they used it all the time and it it, it was great because it meant that particularly if you're farming uh, bosses or farming different raids, you can have just one person stay next to the boss to loot it, and then everybody else can go off and start clearing the trash towards the next boss. Mm -hmm. And it was really easy, simple to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then back in the Mr. Pandaria expansion, so we're talking four, five years ago now, mm -hmm. quite some time. Um, Blizzard introduced the personal loot, so which is literally when you kill a boss, the loot is put directly into people's bags, yeah. and it's just distributed mm -hmm. by the system like that. So there's no real player control over it. Yeah. Players do have some kind of control. They have these coins, tokens, so they can spend the coin to get a re-roll on the loot and maybe get a chance of some loot that way. Um. Mm. And then, so that was brought in. So you have Master Looter and Personal Loot sort of side by side. Yeah. Then at the end of the Legion expansion, so we're talking about two years ago yeah. from now, mm -hmm. um, Blizzard decided to get rid of Master Looter completely. And they forced Personal Loot on everybody. And this was a huge deal. This, uh, particularly for the, the high-end raiding guilds and it was actually really bad for them because they could no longer decide who would get uh which loot which is important for progression you want to assign the loot to whoever's going to yeah. do the most damage in order to progress they can no longer do that it was all personal loot and the way the personal loot worked was that you could trade the loot but only if it was a uh, lower item level than what you already had so say you got a, a chest piece that was 150 item level. But then if, say, you're wearing a chest piece that was 150 item level. But then if mm -hmm. you got 
a chess piece drop that was 160 item level, so higher than what you had, you could not trade it to anybody. Doesn't matter on the stats, Ooh. doesn't matter anything else, you could not trade it. And this was actually terrible. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Because they couldn't do anything about it. They get these random loot drops that they couldn't do anything with, and it sucked. It's it, it's basically equipment that I cannot use, cannot sell, and yeah. just going to rot in my inventory for a very long, long yeah, time. Just until I hit that level. Yeah, that's painful. Why should I even bother? Yeah. So there was this whole thing about that, and I can see why so many people were up in arms about it when it happened. It was, yeah, terrible system involved. Jeez. So Master yeah. Looter is the way to go, in my opinion, for grouped content. Mm-hmm. My master the greeds need in the, the normal system? or well, Yeah, so yeah, yeah you had need, need and greed, which is yeah. also what you find in things like Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't know about any other games like ESO. ESO doesn't have it. All ESO, I think, loot. could be... Is it yeah, all personal loot. Okay. Hmm. Um, well, World of Warcraft need greed as well. At least Classic is. I don't know if they changed it other than that. Um, Final Fantasy need greed as well. Guild Wars 2 is personal loot only. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh... Which is very, very weird, but okay. <laughs> uh, what's it called? But, like, okay, I was reading a comment from Omega, yeah. and he was saying that in, in when it comes to doing a raid with a group, yeah, the, the, the party leader or the guild leader is able to choose between loot systems. Like, does he want it to be personal loot or... Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, master looter. Need, uh, yeah, master need looter. Yeah. Um, and and uh, if he wanted to switch, the the entire group needs to what's it called? Vote on it. I completely agree with you, but it's a little bit hard to implement. Like you have to have a core looting system, then put that as a side option, because you like. I don't know. Like I, th- I think it's hard to implement. I don't know because if they don't choose on a like core-based system, people will start to start to reach to an argument that no, I don't want this. No, I want this. And if you have a core and people can fall behind that, I think it would solve a lot of problems for a lot of people, especially for guilds maybe that want to control a lot of fifty people or a hundred people. Uh, of, of raids, uh, uh, different type of types of numbers. So, I do agree with you, and I slash disagree in like some <laughs> regards. <laughs> I agree and yeah. disagree. <laughs> yes, I'm, yes, I think in in Ashes where I'm I'm having maybe a little bit of angst about need and greed is because you're leaving that up to the player, and in a game hmm. like say WoW, if I'm a certain class. I can only wear a certain type of armor. Well, in Ashes, sure. that's a much more fluid concept, right? If I really wanted to, maybe as a, I don't know, as a caster, wear plate or at least some plate pieces to maybe balance out mitigation versus other bonuses, I could do that. Um, and so, to me, I think it, you know, personal loot is is definitely um, an option if you do it in a way that kind of 
eliminate some of that randomness and allows you, regardless of whether or not you can use the piece as an upgrade, to keep it mm -hmm. or trade it. I think that would be helpful. Master yeah. Looter, I think, in a good guild, it's not a problem. But in a guild where there there are, you know, folks that maybe are favoriting people in the guild that are their friends versus who might mm -hmm. be the best at DPS or healing or whatever. There's definitely some ways in which drama can be created with those systems too. Right. I mean, outside of that, I think probably one of the most fair loot systems I've ever been in has been, you know, mm -hmm. player created and that's EPGP where you have, you are rewarded for showing up, doing certain things with the raid, uh, yeah. but at the same time when you, yeah, when you get a, a piece of loot, your rating goes down, so it, it makes you more choosy to say, okay, I'm not just going to grab everything I possibly can. I'm going to go mm -hmm. what I really need versus you know something that might be nice to have. Mm -hmm. DKP as a system, it works fine on paper. In practice, it doesn't, at least in my experience, for the simple reason um, that it the way you generate uh, your DKP, your points, is by being in the raids. Obviously, if you mm. don't get into the raids, then you don't get the, you don't generate the DKP, and therefore you have no chance to gain gear. So what tends to happen is um, you'll have uh, the people who can uh, like are being taken on the raids all the time and are generating lots of DKP. They uh, will just have so much more like money to spend as it were then people regardless of skill level and they can just bid on and buy out everything so i and that that's why a lot of it that causes a lot of problems as mm. well so yeah definitely dkp you can hoard points with epgp it, there's a ratio so yeah. it's a little bit easier but i can see your point right if you're maybe more of a casual raider your opportunity might be less to get loot yeah i totally get that mm. Yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen has the need greed pass, but as Daedalus said, sorry, am I saying that right? Daedalus or Daedalus? Daedalus. Yes, Daedalus. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Um, as you said, the in in a game like Final Fantasy fourteen, you have specific loot for every single class, and you can only wear that loot. That's yeah. need greed pass works fine for that because you can only mm -hmm. bid on the loot that you your class can actually wear. In right. Ashes, you can wear any piece of loot you like there's no the thing is the thing is missed with with that system that final fantasy class system is a little bit weird where you can potentially level up everything so if i am a mage i can i have to wear it for for the mage class but i have to level up my tank uh in 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 final fantasy so i can wear the tank items which i'm okay with it's just that he can potentially say, okay, I'm just going to greed that ta tank item or I'm going to greed that rogue item when I build the the rogue um, class of mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can. But the, you, the point is that you cannot, if you are playing on your, uh, say, your tank, then you can't need on a caster piece of loot. Yeah. If you are set yeah. on that tank for the for that dungeon, and you cannot change right. your class in the middle of a dungeon, so that's no. But wait, can, can can you not claim it though? You can need it, but you can't need it. 
that is true always takes a high priority over greed so yeah it's it it works perfectly fine in that game especially since the majority of the uh dungeons that you'll be doing while leveling up are going to be with random people Mm -hmm. because of the the way the leveling is designed um but yeah for ashes where you can wear any piece of gear you like and wield any weapon you like i i don't see need or greed working to be honest mm-hmm. yeah neither do i really yeah, yeah. Oh, i would agree yeah and i think too you know when you join a when you join a group in any mmo you especially when you've got loot rules in place like master looter i think one thing that i always saw happen in world of warcraft back in the day back in the day was when <laughs> you jump into a group now i'm gonna i'm gonna out somebody that i know knight I can't say his last name because it starts with the F word and ends with a K and it's profane. Not spelled that way, but you get what I'm saying, Knight. It's also, Knight's not spelled really very well either. I did good on that. Proud of myself. My point is, is he would he was in my guild at the time and he would lead raid groups. And I didn't find this out until later. But what he would do is he would, he would form up a group and he would uh, start a raid. And he would go and get a bunch of people together. And you guys remember if you played World of Warcraft back in the day during uh, Cataclysm, what was it called? It was like the Winter Grasp raid, but it was um on that what was it? Man, it was on the island that you went to if you were Alliance or Horde. I forget what it was called. Uh, oh, Tolbrod. yeah, yes, thank you, Tolbrod. Oh. And yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so it was like Winter Grasp because like you know only whoever had the Alliance had control of of it had it anyway. He would like go and he would go and form a group and he'd be like looking for more for, and they'd bring a bunch of people in. No one would ask what the loot rules were. It was on master loot and he would go in there and the people that would ask did not reflect. Well, I did not condone these actions. If you can't tell, I'm just putting that out there. I feel like I need to reiterate this a few times. He went in there. If people asked what the loot rules were, he would, he would ignore them. And they'd leave and he would basically like take a whole group in there and he would ninja loot everything and give only away what he wanted. And I didn't find out till later, but here's the thing. When you join the group, if you don't ask the question, right. And you just assume the loot rules are one thing, then what happens? Like whose fault is it right at that point? It's a gray area. It's it's tough, right? Is it is it really filthy? Yeah. Oh, are we really debating the morality oh, of, how, of ninja loot? No, this no, no. <laughs> it's not okay. But <laughs> if you don't ask the question, right? There's no notification. You're working under assumption when you get into a group that it's just what everybody does. So how cool would it be if you jumped into a group? And the minute you joined, like maybe maybe my buddy Knight had to set the loot rules before he formed the group. And when he jumped in, everybody jumped in, knew what it was. It popped up. Loot rules are. Right? And you can't change it from the minute that group gets started. Like I'm forming a raid group. I'm going to go and I'm going to pug something. I'm going to bring people in. And like from the minute I start that group to the end of it, it's stuck on whatever that is. And if you got to do something, you got to reform it or whatever. It seems like a lot of work, but it totally helps to like deal with that problem. Am I saying it's okay to ninja loot? Absolutely not. He was like highly, highly reprimanded for this. 
And um, it was very embarrassing because I remember in one week I got like an uncanny amount of messages from people. <laughs> He's a great dude. To, and I'm not, I'm totally not. He was like 16 at the time. Man, choices I would remember oh, that, for the that rest of my life. Make good choices. He uh, make good choices. He uh, he'll never live that one down. He's a great dude, but man, that was a bad bad time in in my like guild leading career. So I don't know if you want to consider it that. Well, somebody said in chat um, as well, kind of along those lines, if you can change like loot rules, it, just put it mm -hmm. up for a vote too. Like for some reason, right? Um, you know, there's a change where you you know people like oh hey let's just roll this specific way on this boss right you can do that and it gives an options you don't have to reform the group that's kind of maybe might add a lot of extra time but i do like the fact that you have to set it when you form the group and then any changes Notifying. need to be validated by the group yeah, yeah. kind of like a raid check or what you call it, ready check systems that you see <laughs> look man cool. <laughs> the rogues are good at what they are doing they're able to steal all the items for the raid. <laughs> that should be an option. <laughs> and Sim was doing it correctly. Sim wrote confirmed. There's a rogue behind. Oh my, why is everybody trying to taint me as a paladin this week? I don't understand. It has been all week, man. People have been trying to get me to go dark side. Why are so many people against me and my shining beacon of light? We're not trying. You've done it already. As evidence. Wait, when? We have not you about anything. Wait, when did I do it? When did I do it? You did it. You did it with Steven. What? And, and you? No. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on. I didn't know what. I didn't know. I just went to loot. It's a habit. Okay, hey. Uh, hey. This is all <laughs> Yo, can I get a big shout it's the out? Hey. mentality right here. No. Pick up everything. I must pick up everything. Give me all the shinies. That's an MMORPG gamer mentality. You loot all the things, man. You got to make that money. Oh, no, it's an it's an ESO thing, I think. No. <laughs> no. I respectfully disagree. I've looted everything in every game. I, maybe it's a farmer mentality in me. Could be that. Uh, hey, big shout out to Woodchip for the gifted subs, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, I also was curious because I saw this mentioned a while back and I just want to get some feedback. What do you all think about this idea? What do, do you think it would be a positive? I mean, I don't know how it would be to implement this, if it would even be difficult, but how strong of a positive point do you think it would be to have a system like DKP or EGPG, uh, EPGP in an MMORPG, like as part of a system? Nope. Would shit, or no, would nope. No, Thanks, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, I think it'd be an, I'd be good as an option, but I don't think it should be forced on anyone. I mean, I'm as a an fan option, of yeah. player choice. Yeah, I'm a fan of player choice first and foremost. Cool. And if people want to adopt something like that, then mm -hmm. I think that's their prerogative. But as well, I do like your idea of just being upfront about it, regardless of what the system is, so that people are mm -hmm. aware and it isn't left up to chance or you know assumptions. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Can you explain what EPGP is for people? Yeah, very simply, I don't want I don't want this to be a science project, but there's <laughs> effort points and there's gear points that you um, and those two uh, pieces are used to create a ratio when you can roll on loot. So as you kill bosses, 
you know, spend time with the raid, you accrue EP, right? And that could be however, whatever increment you want. It could be ones, tens, thousands, etc. And then on the um, GP side, it, basically whenever you take a piece of gear, there's a certain price that you pay for that. And then you take those points out. And then so when you um, you create a ratio basically of those two points, and that's that's how you get it. So the higher your ratio, the sooner you can roll on loot. The lower it is, then the you have to wait until you accrue more EP. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing. No, I just no. Wanna... So it's just a, a more advanced, complicated DKP system. Basically, yeah. You're just using two numbers instead of one. Mm-hmm. So it prevents like hoarding of points. So somebody can't like just you know hoard a bunch of points on raids and then you know win five pieces of gear in a row, basically. Uh, public service announcement, real quick. This is just my own benefit um, here. But uh, <clears throat> Ashes of Creation said it would be unfortunate that launch his character had a bug that didn't let him loot anything. So <laughs> can someone please just document this? Just. just, just, just. Just, just please. We're, we're laughing now, but that could be a thing. <laughs> I don't put it past him to have to have that happen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, looking at gearing. So let's talk about this one element that I think is actually. Uh, I saw a topic on the Reddit. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. But here's the main point. Like I'm I've always been a been a proponent of gear sets for classes. I know it's not a hot topic for everybody. Um, I don't think it should necessarily be like meta. I think, you know, if you think back to like Wrath of the Lich King, World of Warcraft, there were class sets for each of your classes, right? And you had like, you know, like your normal class set. And I don't necessarily think this is going to be a thing or we don't really have an expectation that it will be. But I think things like that for class identity have always been kind of fun to me. Um, but if, if the gear set, specifically ties into it being like meta where only this is going to make you useful. Um, And then you look at things like dungeon scaling, right? We talk about whether you're talking about gear sets or these specific items. Um, Do you think it's, do you all find it more of a positive or negative thing one way or the other? If you look at these two, two pieces, one, you've got like a dungeon that always scales at your level. Mm-hmm. And the same gear drops, but no matter you know whatever level you go in at, is the level you get the gear at, right? Versus dungeons are maybe from ten to twenty range. Dungeons are twenty to thirty, you know, thirty to forty, forty to fifty, etc., up to the max level. And there's gear that drops within that range in the dungeon, you know. And then of course at max level, you've got your max level dungeons that drop gear. At max level, do you would you feel like having something that scales based on your level is a is a better system, or something that has like set gear for set levels, etc., is a better system? I prefer set gear for set levels, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm, gonna agree. I'm very nervous of any game that incorporates any kind of scaling, and yeah, I I don't particularly like it too much. But that's just me. To yeah. me, it like 
scaling takes out the challenge in some cases. I mean, you still can, I guess, do some, right? Mm, but I like that. Like if, if I want to, as a group, maybe go after something like, you know, five or seven levels higher than the, the group, and it might take some time to do it, but we could do it if we just dug in and did it, that to me would be an accomplishment. But if I know it's always going to scale and it's always going to be if I'm level 60 or 50 or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's always going to be a level 50 elite or 52 elite or whatever it is. That just it doesn't isn't as fun for me, and I do like having different experiences mm -hmm. and having to go in and repeat the same content over and over just because oh hey this is going to give me a higher item level of the same piece that I've been farming since level ten it mm -hmm. it just wouldn't be fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I have I have feeling about this really like I think it should scale but in a different way. Okay that let's say if you're level 10 and all the dungeons had its own different levels like you have level 10 dungeons 50 60 whatever so you're not really locked on any dungeon you're able to do any any of them you got you're gonna get smacked in the head if you do it if you if you're level 10 and doing a 60. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's all it, it it will give you that challenge of Come and face me. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's a really nice aspect. However, once you hit max level, that's when it's going to start scaling. Instead of having the old dungeons, which are level ten, level mm -hmm. twenty, level thirty, and you're like level sixty. No, these old previous dungeons will all progress to level sixty to always give you that challenge, or maybe higher, depending on if uh, if if they wanted to implement as settings put these monsters 10 levels above me or five mm -hmm. levels above me you want to do that channel maybe. i don't know that still brings up the problem though of progression mm -hmm. big part of any rpg is you want to have a feeling of progression of your character getting stronger mm -hmm. and scaling robs you of that sure your damage increases and the numbers go up but if you can't feel the difference in what your character is doing then it's it's meaningless mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I do agree with you, but the whole topic here we're talking about yeah. is should we make it like scale the dungeon scale? Because at the end of the day, you're talking about content, and like I get the feeling that it's nice to one shot some of the monsters, but if it's not a like you will like the satisfaction of that, I feel that it's limited. That okay, I'm going to shot what uh, what like a certain group of monsters really quit, uh, quick, uh, which is really great. But you're gonna get sick of it real quick. But when there's a challenge, people always like that epic win after after they complete uh, or kill a monster that's quite challenging. So yeah, I get that. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. Okay, once you get to level 60, everything else has to be level 60. They can be higher than you, they can be stronger. So, uh, just... no, that's why I have the mixed feelings of it all. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from, and I get that. The other thing we have to keep in mind is that it's not just about the numbers here. I would mm. expect, say, a level 10 dungeon to have a lot less involved mechanics than a level 50 dungeon. Of right? course. So, yeah. Um, even if they were to scale the level 10 dungeon up to level 50, 
I would still get pretty bored with it, even though the numbers are there, because the mechanics won't be. And that, I think, is important. Mm. I actually think WoW did this really well back in uh, Cataclysm, where they took some of the old uh, vanilla dungeons, like the low-level ones, and made heroic max-level versions of those by putting in more mechanics and scaling mm. them up. I think that was a fantastic idea. Later on. Yeah, so you could go yeah. back and redo, like, Dead Mind's Heroic, yeah. For anyone who did that, that was amazing. I love that. Yeah. That was so good. It so was amazing. something like that. I think could work. I completely agree with you. Yeah, definitely. If you upgrade the experience, then uh-huh. it doesn't become a slog at that point. Yeah, I, th- I think I haven't played classic as much as you did, Mist. So, what what I meant by leveling leveling up, like if you're if the max cap is sixty and you had a seventy, like I thought, like of the heroic system that you were talking about but like uh, yeah didn't really connect <laughs> really well and thank you for bringing up the example i guess we connected after all i like this uh <laughs> i'm gonna read some from chat too man there's like so many good discussion points and just like comments in chat i can't read them all but uh happy mill had mentioned but if 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 it scales and it's all the same challenge then there's no challenge that's memorable and the other thing mm. that i think is interesting too is I do agree with what you're saying, Mist, because uh, I think it's always I'm a big proponent of an MMO giving you a reason to go back to these places you you did. So they're not really irrelevant. I think something that World of Warcraft did in terms of just loot, as opposed to talk about gearing, but loot is they, they went back and over time added like pets that dropped from dungeons and they had like, uh, you know, mounts that you could go back and farm and things like that. Um, them revamping a dungeon was always really cool because you'd have more reason to go back. And like, if they added a, a heroic version, like you still had your normal version, you're running around doing at some point, they changed that though with some of the dungeons. But, um, one thing that's really difficult for me is especially in like the elder scrolls online, for example, is they continue to expand upon how many dungeons are in the game. And, and now it's like, there's just so many of them. And there's like so many pieces of gear and there's like so many, uh, the reasons that they send you in though, it's more about the gear than it is the actual experience of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And some of mm-hmm. them don't even have really a reason outside of a daily. Um, but I do want to read some points here uh, in, in talking about gearing and talking about gearing systems, right? Uh, now Omega is here in chat. Uh, short form of some of the points that that Omega made. Don't like systems where everything is heavily RNG. Uh, I like sockets and combination of rune um, upgrading that make new items. Um, Having epic items gained through epic quests uh, so that they stay relevant beyond the expansions. Um, That one's actually a pretty interesting one we could probably expand upon. Class interdependence could be a lot of fun for flavor items. Uh, Don't like transmog systems. I prefer people to look like what they're wearing. Um, which I think is more of a, of a, you know, more of a cosmetic point, but uh, talking yeah. about like socketing and runes and enchants, um, what what kind of system in terms of gearing do you all feel like actually works really <laughs> well? I did not say transmogog, and we're not referencing my character in the Elder Scrolls Online. I I feel like I'm sounding like a broken record at this point because i keep coming up with the same point which is 
the more gameplay options you add, the harder it is to balance. And particularly when it comes to enchanting and socketing gear and gems and all of that bam, you can very quickly get to the point where it's impossible to balance the gear. You're just uh, just reminding me of Elder Scrolls Online when I popped up the first time in it. And I was like, what is this? What are these? all these mechanics? Crafting, alchemy, all these things. Because there were a lot of things to take in. I was like... <laughs> so... I just stick it's to fun. cooking. Easiest it's one. Of- <laughs> Easiest one. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh dear. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm a crafter at heart, so I do like you know when crafting is relevant in a game. So kind of a lot of those other you know things like enchanting, etc. Right? I think you know that mm-hmm. that makes sense. I think you can maybe do it a different way. Um, and and something that I notice when you know wow the new expansion that's you know coming later this mm-hmm. year they were talking about it is instead of maybe um having chance or gems be something you just kind of place on an existing piece of gear. It's more um, a component you use to create something new. Um, And I think that's a way that I think it might be easier to balance because you could have potentially kind of a limited number of things you can do, still make crafting relevant. But barring that, I would say personally, I would prefer something where it's something I'm doing with my character that isn't gear dependent like the augmentation system in you know ashes that's been talked about mm-hmm. can i swap out my augments can i try a different build and that build doesn't necessarily live or die by what kind of a chance or gems i've got in my gear i like that better because the you know me as a player i have more control over that it's maybe not as dependent on others in terms of crafting but mm-hmm. again i go i go both ways right because if i um, you know, in an MMO, you want to interact with the community. You want to make crafting relevant. Yeah. Very important to me. But at the same time, I do like the idea of maybe swapping augments or going to farm like a special augment or something like that. All the things that the Ashes team, Intrepid team, has talked about before. Yeah. Mm. You know, there was a point on here too. Somebody had said, uh, you know, Roman Legion on Reddit had said, "I think sockets in gear is a positive." wish world of warcraft went back to the old system for gems so i don't know if you all remember but and this is just going to be an example like inscription had inscription only uh like modifications for your armor i believe it's shoulder shoulders yes Uh, right uh so hunters oh well sorry (laughs) my hunter was a leather worker leather workers um (laughs) could make like leg enchants that they could put on um gear uh blacksmiths had uh and i love this combo this was my this was my baby right my made my back when <laughs> what are you what are you laughing about listen i'm excited no, about this your baby yeah my are you, are you baby girl my craft baby my craft baby your craft baby my oh, craft God. so my my dk would i turned him into the strictly minor guy and made my main a blacksmith and a jewel crafter and this was like <laughs> I mean, and here to be fair, this was a significant advantage, but it took a lot of work to accomplish this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to think too, when a new expansion came out, right? Uh, in order to actually have the materials to do jewel crafting or to do blacksmithing, you had to mine. 
And I could not do that on my main, which means I had to level a second character as quick as possible so I could farm the mats for my main so he could actually utilize having both of these crafting uh, uh, professions, right? And so I would have blacksmithing and jewel crafting and blacksmithing allowed you to add sockets on gear. I think it was two uh, yeah. or maybe, yeah. And then um, jewel crafting allowed you to have two special, I think it was two special gems that were jewel crafter only gems and so the thing that how this synergized really well for me is that as a blacksmith i could create an additional two gems and as that jewel crafter i could take these gem gems that were even better than normal jewel crafted gems and put those into these additional sockets so it was completely extra stats but the thing is is i couldn't on my main get the materials so i was either having to buy them or having to get that second character up and maintain them so that I could go farm the materials for that, right? And then eventually what happened was that was not a possibility anymore. So what do you think of systems where as having a certain artisan profession or you know whatever, having just that little bit of an edge for the person that works really hard, why not outsource it? <laughs> I did sometimes early on. So this was a really weird time in WoW's history. Yeah. Uh, in the Burning Crusade expansion, most professions were pretty worthless. There was no need to use them at all. And Blizzard obviously wanted people to use the crafting system. So their solution, if you can call it that, was to basically go, right, every single crafting profession is yeah. going to have the this like bonus thing that only they can do and um so for example with the blacksmith mm -hmm. and you had the extra sockets that you could put on uh, and every crafting profession had this the thing about that is though that those were such big advantages that in order to do anything competitive like if you wanted to be a raider you had to like sim says have both blacksmithing and jewel crafting on a single character because those gave you the biggest buffs and you needed that in order to be competitive in the raiding scene so we went from in the space of a single expansion you went from crafting being completely worthless to being absolutely mandatory whether you wanted it or not and it's and since then blizzard has been going back and forth back and forth on this and they've never really found a balance on having crafting be meaningful but then not mandatory it's it's a very weird very weird thing that they've tried to yeah. do mm. right and i think that you know for me in that period of time it was like there were people who min maxed everything and i actually felt like it allowed me to make up for being a blood elf paladin because you know in PvP, at least, it was nothing compared to every man for himself. If you were a he filthy woodchuck human, human. I mean, hey now. Uh, the the in chat there's a there's a person called Happy, and he said that yeah. you're supposed to deteriorate, uh, deteriorate over time when being used, and that's going to enable crafters to have a more of an opportunity to repair those items. I do agree with you. That is a thing in Ashes of Creation, and it's gonna—it's basically essentially—it's going to play a big, huge role uh, on the crafting system yeah. because we don't know how the repairs are going to work. Is it True. exclusive, 
or is it going to be to everyone? Is it is it uh, is it going to cost half of the materials of it being built, or is it just going to cost coins? So True. there's a lot of debates through, throughout, and uh, like we we still don't have anything that's a hundred percent set on stone. So it's it is gonna play play a major role. That's all I'm <laughs> able to say, really. <laughs> It, it will, absolutely. The other thing that we have to keep in mind is that in Ashes, from what we've been told, is that the majority of the gear will be able to be resold to other players. Mm. Whereas in a game like World of Warcraft, the majority of the gear is uh, character-bound. So once you acquire that gear, you're the only one who can wear it. And if you get rid of it, the only way to get rid of it is to basically sell it to an NPC. Mm -hmm. And that will have a yeah soulbound so that soul will bound. that will have a huge impact if you can sell whatever you make on the auction house or to another player in general yeah or magisto said or disenchanted yeah 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 some way to some way to put the resources back in yeah to the economy so d minus had talked about you know the eso gearing system i actually had preferred it being flipped i I think that the Elder Scrolls gearing system, I'm just going to just, I think it's way more geared towards the casual player base in general. And I think that there's like so many sets in that game that just aren't even used as a result of this almost, I feel like it's just overly expansive gear because like every DLC, every new dungeon, there's like what, oh man, it's like three sets, I think, plus a uh, monster helm, an undaunted set as we call it, which is a helm and shoulder piece. And now you've got the antiquity system. And this is where I'm going to go. I actually would want to branch off here. Uh, but yeah, ESO is really easy to farm. I do agree with it, but there, like, there is still an element of like, man, if you're going for this exact loadout, like you can get the gear combo. You just may not get it with like, if I want maybe the, the weapons and the jewelry for something, like I could be farming for that forever. Whereas maybe, you know, and then there's dungeon farming and then there's overland farming, which is these sets that drop off of mobs um, in the open world from like the, de um, from the dolmens, which are the big chain events that kind of come down like in rift. If you played rift, like rifts and stuff like that, kind of examples of those types of mechanics in a game. Uh, you have like the delves, the public dungeons, you have the world bosses. They all drop different parts of a set or item pieces for a set in the overland or whatever, as they call it, overworld, however you want to call it. Um, but my, you know, kind of like takeaway is here is you've got in the Elder Scrolls Online mythics that come from an antiquity system. So think your um, archaeology World of Warcraft system, right? Only definitely cooler probably one of the coolest things that they've added in terms of uh, a gearing system, because there's not a ton of mythics. It would take them, I think a lot of time at this point to add more mythics. I'd actually hate to see them add too many. Um, and you earn them exclusively from antiquities. They are completely tied to player only, right? So you can't go and farm them and sell them. Uh, I earned my first one yesterday. Freaking feels good. I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to hurt people in pvp dude if you saw the numbers i could pull as a dirty vamp right now as a templar vamp anyway i'm just gonna 
another time. I'm just saying on the inside. Tim Roth turning to the dark side. I might be. I blame Lexer. Shenanigans. This. <laughs> dark light. I'm going to call this Bill Light's Vigil. It's not entirely oh, a God. positive thing. Anyway. <laughs> what do you think of, you know, we've talked about previously, <laughs> we've talked about, yeah, Sneaks, you know, you were there. Uh, we've talked about previously in games like legendary systems. Mm-hmm. Like how, how meaningful do you find the idea of a legendary item? How rare should it be? I know way back we even talked about how that could decay over time, potentially disappear. Um, I don't know, man. Like how how many legendaries or things like mythic items should even exist in a world? How important do you Mm. think that is to gearing in an MMO? For you all. I mean, I I definitely don't want a welfare legendary system like they had in Legion. (laughs) That's a good Uh, way to put it. I just, I mean, I, it's definitely like it, it took away the fun because then you'd get a legendary. You're like, Oh my God, I got a legendary. And you look at it and you're like, I don't even know what this does. Like, I mean, it just doesn't oh work for God. my character. Right. And so I think legendaries, you know, need to be important. They need to be rare. I think RNG needs to not be part of that. And I think we've heard that from, you know, Steven and the team already that they don't want this to be RNG based. They want somebody to be able to work for it. It's not going to be easy. They are going to need help from others to do it. Um, but also want the legendaries not to be so powerful that the person that has it can have no skill or little skill yeah. and own everyone. Right. I mean, All I right. think there, it has to be, um, it has to be based on having somebody invest their time use it well and then i mean i don't think it should decay I, i'm not really a fan of like something that i really worked really hard of just going away right um but that maybe is a different you know conversation but i i, I think it'd be cool if mm. you have a limited time with it and then you can evolve it and it could be something different that's also useful i, I just don't think it should be something where you know it's you know, the Oprah of legendaries and everybody gets a legendary. (laughs) Some of them are great and some of them are terrible. And every time you get a legendary, it it becomes a negative experience because that's what happened. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they're like, okay, now everybody can get the really good ones. They just need to farm this currency. And that seems to be their solution for everything. Yeah. Oh, Hey, we screwed up. But now at the end of the expansion, now we're going to make a system that actually works well and you can farm when you want. Yeah, agreed. Like, WoW's legendary system was absolute mm-hmm. garbage. I'd actually like to see the way it's done in Guild Wars 2. So, for anyone who's never played Guild Wars 2, the legendaries in that game, mm-hmm. they aren't stronger, per se, than other gear. Like, they haven't got better stats, but they do have a very unique perk where you can redistribute the stats on them whenever you like, which you can't do on normal gear. And right. I think that's a really good compromise of giving you something like a really useful perk to have, depending on your class, mm-hmm. um, but not making them completely overpowered in combat. I think that's a really nice way of going about it. I do like that a lot. Yeah, that seems like a very well thought out way to handle legendaries. I just got to give a shout out to all the people in chat, man. You guys have been typing some really good ideas and I know I haven't gotten them to them all, but dude, I'm telling you right now, 
this episode especially, there have been so many that I'm going to be going back and I'm actually going to write them all down because I can see some of these tying into like one of our shows talking about an artisan system, which could be really fun. Talking about like a legendary, uh, I I mean, Dell was talking about how like I think legendary should tie to stories and game or even like a character, some hero, some core person. And that definitely ties into World of Warcraft because, you know, early on you had those legendaries. It was like Sulfurus, the Hand of Ragnaros, like that tied into a very difficult boss in the game, right? That beat the hell out of people over and over and over and over and over, right? And and then you get to this point now where you're talking about like you get a everybody, the Oprah of legendaries, right? Everybody gets a legendary. And it's like, okay, so you got this really cool little, you know, discussion piece around like it looks like lore, but is a, is that little piece of information really meaningful? You know, it kind of reminds me of when you're talking about like lore as it's canon or not canon to an actual story. Something that's just like additional kind of flavor text a little bit, but not actually you know, really something that ties in directly to the story of a game. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I, I think that I, I definitely agree with that because all the legendaries that dropped and there were legendaries in Legion when I stopped playing, I remember because I was actually healing at the time. And as a healer, I didn't have this one trinket and it was a hundred percent an RNG situation. It was, it, it drops and you are going to be preferred or it just doesn't drop, right? And it's so rough to go into a raid and, and know that like I don't have this one specific item. It doesn't matter how many hours I spend trying to get it. it doesn't matter if I, I'm there every single week trying to get it to drop off of something like a random world boss or something that you're going, really, this is the way? And I don't have it, so I'm not I'm not up to par on the numbers. And it was like significant in terms of numbers, man. It was super big difference. I just like the paladin next to me healing their numbers was ridiculous. We're ridiculous compared to mine just because of that piece of gear. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up on the comment that Miss said. I don't think legendary items should solely be numbers. Yeah, I like that too. It's like, I don't expect this legendary item to outburst me in damage i expect it to do some stat to give me an edge but it doesn't mean that i would give this to a, a lunatic or a new guy who comes into the game and one shots everybody i completely disagree there however mm. of creations are going to implement really odd systems where okay crafters are able to learn yeah. these legendary items but it's not legendary items. They're a, a degrade of it. So are we are we just talking about if if that was the case? Ah, uh, what's it called? Wouldn't they also have an edge on that, and they just don't have the latest equipment? Mm. And and if if that's the if that's the case. How rare are we talking about these legendary items being? Mm. Do you guys want it to be from a raid boss or do you guys want it from um, a certain type of quest that you need to get materials from a raid in order to craft that legendary item that is hidden in a raid uh, boss or, or a dungeon? 
why not all? I mean, that that's what Guild Wars 2 does, and it works very well, in yeah, fact. Exactly, but uh, what's it called? My, 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 because uh, what's it called? Everything degrades, and uh, you're able to craft these items. How fast do you want to craft them again? Or craft the degraded of the legendary, to be more specific. Well, why, why didn't they just make it so that legendary items don't degrade? Problem solved. That the, gives you the... That, like, they're not better in stats than, than the other items in the game, but they just never degrade. Would that mm. not be a suitable... But like, wouldn't... Yeah, so, I don't know. Because... Mm. Kind of makes me wonder too. Like, so then if we don't want the stats to be too significant, like I've I've seen people in chat talking about too. And my my thing is is like when I think back to the golden age of a legendary, I, I remember talking about this way back in the day, man. And it was beautiful for a server when someone got a legendary because it was something they all felt they shared in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we if we thought about that step away from like even people in chat are talking about like maybe less around the actual stats you get and more around its usefulness for the group dynamic. That's that even ties into like something they've talked about. Now, granted, we don't know what to expect from raiding in, in ashes yet way too early in the game, but just based. And again, we can have conversations all day and speculate and theory craft. And that's the beauty of talking <laughs> about what we do. But if, if the core idea is let's make it less about things like the DPS meters and more about the mechanics of the inner, you know, the engagement that you're getting into with the with the boss, then it would be really cool if that legendary actually felt more community related. And instead of it being just about like the stat or what it does to help the player, maybe its function is like for the group mechanics itself. Or just having that legendary on the server opens up a new experience for everyone. So yeah. the the end result is it doesn't matter who gets a legendary as long as somebody gets it. Yeah. And it could be something where the community gets involved. There might be a few people to get the breadcrumb quest or the breadcrumb yeah. item or whatever it is. And it's almost like a race to get it. But the end result is everybody wins, but not in the sense of everybody gets, you know, welfare legendary. Everybody gets, you know, the experience of, hey, there's this new encounter that we can do now that might give us good loot as well but it might not be legendary but it's still something that moves the server forward or moves the story of the server forward mm. i like that but how would you guys prefer doing the degrade of the legendary item hmm. like i, I think it should degrade i think that's what? tricky i do i think that's I, tricky yeah yeah i, I could go either way item, but I think that would be yeah, hard that, for me to that, answer. Legendary sword that does a, a lot of damage and it has stats. Would you give it all the stats, or would you half the damage, or how, what? What would you do? Man, depends on the item itself. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> almost an impossible question to answer. That's yeah. I have a question though for you guys. So I had this thought sort of way back when that I thought mm. was really cool. What if we had? A single legendary item for each class, and on a, on a server there is only one of each legendary item, and whoever got that item would be considered like the king mm. or queen, the the best of that class. And the only way you could 
um, like gain that if somebody had the legendary, say if Sim had the legendary, yeah, for the right. for the tank. If I wanted to get that legendary, I would have to challenge him to a duel. And if I beat him in the duel, then I would get that legendary and I would be the best of the class on that server. Mm -mm. What do you reckon? You can't, you, have my, you can't have my legendary. <laughs> if I beat you in a duel, I can. Get at yes. me, boo. No, you know what, though? There's a. Uh... Man, that's a, that's a good question. I think I was gonna. I wanted to not miss what Faisal said though about the. Uh, see, I caught myself. I'm good. I'm getting better at this. Damn it. Hey. <laughs> I think what makes sense in a lot of games is like you think about durability for an item, and a lot of times what happens is is whenever there's a durability, like your durability gets lower and lower, and some games its effectiveness in terms of numbers for damage output decreases too. Right until the point where it breaks and it doesn't do any damage at all. Kind of like how armor can do the same thing. Durability lowers and lowers, and and sometimes you're it because you don't have as much armor as a result of it of it getting lower and lower. Uh, the armor points go to where it breaks. Same thing for weapons. Sometimes, um, actually, I think that would make sense if that. I mean, if that that seems like the most probably maybe in my mind the most obvious way to go about it. Um, but I, I don't know. I think until we know what a legendary item in the game looked like and how that impacted not only like from a community perspective, but also like uh, in terms of like damage output, gameplay mechanics for raid encounters, etc. Or like Dayla said, maybe it does something in a more meta perspective for the server and, and then does that. And then maybe it's like I was reading in chat, which I'm totally going to not... I'm going to miss who, who said it because it's gone up a lot since then, but had mentioned like maybe the stats, I think it was Dell had maybe mentioned it. Uh, the stats maybe yeah. kind of baseline at like a, a, a epic stat, epic level so that you don't really get more stats for it. And then maybe it serves a different purpose, but I think depending on what the approach is to how that's impacting the, the player base and the, the server in general would probably determine like how I would probably feel about whether it should decay or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh had one comment for Mr.'s uh uh top dog uh, <laughs> class system. Like I I like the idea, don't get me wrong, but I think that if a player works really hard to get an item, it's not okay just to strip it away it's from him because he was challenged by someone. What if he wasn't even there to begin with, you know? Like, what are you going to do then? to accept the challenge. <laughs> yeah. If you, he you can't just take it from them while they're offline. That's... <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. But, but what if they don't well, accept the challenge? Are they just going to stay with the top uh, dude well, that's really well with this class, for, for example? I didn't expect it to actually be implemented. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I was just, I'm, I'm brainstorming with you. That's <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I, we, we just want to protect Sims' legendary mace or whatever he has for his paladins. Yeah, mace, dude. Yeah, <laughs> is baby. it gonna be a mace? Hammer of the righteous not... or the corrupt, depending hammer. on what happens. Oh. It's a hammer, hammer is not a mace. To his head, okay. 
<laughs> just shines a ray of light to his enemies and blinds them all. It'd be like a World of Warcraft where you put your 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 mace up in the air or whatever, your hammer in the air, and it just kind of like you see the light like glowing and it like heals people. And you're like, really? That just happened? It'd be like the the BFA uh, yeah. cinematic where he raises up the sword and you're yeah. like, you Chalo. It was pretty beautiful, but yeah, it it was a, that was a fantastic like, cinematic. Not gonna lie, that was that was beautiful. Oh, it's man, like the Witch dude. King of Angmar. Yes, that, yeah. yes. Holly, oh, that Holly. that mace. <laughs> oh man, good, good, good points. I want to make sure I don't and miss too many yes. too many of the people on the on the Reddit. There was one other idea though. Um, one minute, one minute, one minute. Uh, oh. Yeah, instance loot. Okay, this is it right here. Okay, I don't want there to be a single best piece of gear for each role. Others have said it before, but gear variety. If everyone is wearing the same gear with the same stats at end game, it gets boring. I like being mm -hmm. presented with options when it comes to optimal gear and deciding to make it work rather than having no option but to grind for X specific piece of gear because it's subjectively the best one. On top of that, separate loot drops by player, instance loot so that people don't fight over gear as that just breeds selfishness and negativity or perhaps some system where if you pass on loot that you don't need in some sort of bonus, perhaps a separate currency like karma or something. So the main thing on that is I've never been a, a big fan of like this additional currency systems like you have i think it's i think you have to be cautious like in honor for example in world of warcraft you know like you needed it to get gear and you could purchase mounts with it um but then you started to have like oh and then you also need this token for this and i've always been i like to keep it simple i like my gold and silver or whatever my main currency and then i just earn my gear through merit like i go and i earn it or and i even say like crafting that's merit because you've got to go and farm the mats you've got to do the work have the skill um yeah i don't know any, any thoughts around what that individual said i'd read your name but it was profane so it was not appropriate like um i think they add these sub monetary add-ons in order to combat hyperinflation which is a very very big topic because like hyperinflation is well known throughout mm. MMORPGs, destroying games and uh, reaping them, <laughs> ripping them uh, apart because of people just mining gold and making making the currency basically worthless. Yeah. So uh, those additional powers don't really help with hyperinflation though, because it's like a separate thing. It's not like you can use that currency. It's a separate thing, yeah. I completely agree. It doesn't really harm uh, the game. However, but if it's all correlated to one another, that's that's where it, it harms it a lot. Because at the end of the day, you're basically making one worthless than the other. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, okay, move to this currency rather than the main one. So... Mm -hmm. A lot of thoughts. <laughs> a lot of a lot of thoughts indeed. Leaving that aside just for a moment, uh that mm -hmm. common auto talked about best and slot gear. Yeah. Um and how that is negative because it means that everybody is ends up wearing the same thing. I actually consider that a good thing 
Yeah. So a lot of um a lot of sort of the the top end people, the thing that uh, particularly raiders, the thing that drives them is the competition. They want to see who can do the most damage, for example. And if you're if you can't get the same gear or like standardized gear across the board, it's almost impossible to tell who is the best. And I know that that's mm. what can drive a lot of people. So I think best in stock gear is not necessarily a bad thing on that. I I actually agree with that, but yeah, my, my main, my, I think that ties into why I like, you know, have this, this like philosophy around stun mechanics too. Uh, it kind of ties into, uh, if if what what makes you a better player like i don't think it's boring i can understand like when people are kind of looking for you know the different the new meta which there's always going to be like metas i understand that people are always going to create them um but when you've got kind of people on the same same page where they're in the same level and there's not the significant advantage based on some proc from a gear set or something then you've got two people or two people in an encounter whether you're talking about PVP and that encounters together, or you're talking about PB and the encounters with, you know, the in-game content. But if you have people in that situation and they're at the same level, then it comes down, performance comes down to who didn't miss a beat, right? Who's the person that uh, didn't have as many mistakes, right? Two healers that are at, that are having to keep their group up, who, who didn't overheal, who managed their mana resources, who, you know, was, was cautious about, to not spam the heals so that, you know, when they got to the boss at 20%, they weren't out of mana. They could actually still keep going a little bit longer or the tank who, who didn't miss that cooldown, that defensive cooldown to actually like mitigate damage, you know, or the DPS who ensured that they use their cooldown, not, you know, in the beginning to like pad the numbers or whatever, to try to get that edge in, in terms of number and like use it, but they use that cooldown. <laughs> I saw that in chat. They use that cooldown at the point when it was like, all right, we've, we've impacted the boss with this vulnerability. Now we need you to use your cooldowns. I have another word they used to use, but I'm not going to do those set of words. Catch me tomorrow. If you want to find out what they are. <laughs> My... Oh, I think everyone wants to hear them now. No, so. no, no. Being a good Sam. <laughs> That's just my two cents. I I, I find that really interesting because some of the best encounters I've ever had have always been that just moment of it's that it's that clutch, man. It's it's you're you're just at the the last minute, last 30 seconds to a minute and your group's trying to pull it through. And the reason that the people won or even in a fight with another player, right? Two people who are comparably pretty pretty good in terms of skill, they get down to that one moment right at the end where they're both at like 10%, right? You get the boss at 10%, and it's the person who was on point and, and was really cautious, didn't make the mistakes, that was able to help in their role in that capacity carry it through. So that's why I agree with Mist and say that it's important to have things be more even. We're on a on a fair playing field because then it does come back down more to skill, at least from my perspective. But I'm just a guy with those ideas, I guess. You know, I'm not saying I'm more right than anybody else. Just what I think. Faisal's get Faisal's getting low. Damn it! Why do I want to <laughs> we'll say eventually? Why do Why does it feel so much more comfortable to say Faisal? 
<laughs> anyway, I'm going to hit on this. The thing is, you guys keep bringing it up. I honestly don't notice. <laughs> you will. You'll notice it by the time I get it right consistently. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I want to hit this one point right here, right? And I just, I got to get your feedback on this before we round this one off, all right? Marzos was in the forums and he was talking about, uh, please, please, we need an undead race fan base. We've got it. We need to know that there's an option for us to be undead. Can we just have like, you know, this is like me paraphrasing, obviously. Uh, <laughs> he didn't, and I can't imply that he sounded like this. I'm just getting into it because I kind of, it kind of resonates. You know, I like to play a little dirty in World of Warcraft. I like to be in my robe. Oh, we know. You don't. We know. You don't know. <laughs> I had a rogue, and he was an undead rogue, and I was I was a little. You got to have a little fun on the weekend. Take off the halo. You know what I mean. You got to go and sap people, and you know, like any backstabbing stuff. But anyway, my point is, he said, "Hey, if undead race isn't in the game, it's not really an option. Like the idea of there being like maybe in game." Where, yeah, we have a necromancer class, but in game, like maybe having an option to where you could, you know, do something for this uh, in game uh, guild or or something like that or organization and you can basically become undead. I mean, it would definitely have to fit into the the lore. I don't know, Uh, but whether it's just a visual thing or an actual like change or augment to you know, to like your race itself, like becoming an undead race. I mean, that's funny, uh, which <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, there, there's multiple races now, right now that are confirmed from ashes of creation, elves, dwarves, all, all the like, uh, out there ones. <laughs> but I think like later on, they might add a lot of new races as well, because like, if you've seen the, all the videos, uh, we we've seen dragons, we've seen wraiths, mm-hmm. we've seen uh, what's it called? Uh, the the ghost dudes with with shields. I don't know what to call them, honestly. Oh, you chanted like uh, armor guys, yeah. Yeah, so I would I would assume they might work on that later on, maybe. But currently, um, I think they should only focus on the main races. Uh, so far, which is elves, dwarves, mm. orcs, um, the, and the underrealm. Uh, maybe later expansions. The frosty coffee is like ashes. Give me my cat girl. Oh god! Oh no! Tolmar. Hashtag not my MMO. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an interesting point because I mean, think about it. Aside from World of Warcraft, I can't think of any MMORPGs where you can play as an undead race of any mm. kind. Like, think about it. There isn't. I can't. You can play as the, the bird races, but mm. there's no like undead undead race. I'm sure that there's some out there, but clearly there are none that are coming to mind. Huh. I mean, technically, yeah. you can get the skin in Elder Scrolls Online that would turn you into a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's that, not like a that, cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm. It is a cosmetic. Yeah. yeah or... I honestly I'd be fine with that. Just have like a potion that turns you into an undead skeleton or whatever for a certain amount of time. I'd be fine with that. To be honest. <laughs> or like a zombie. 
that'd be funny. I, mean, I like the idea race. of it tying into the lore somehow. Mm-hmm. Had oh, being yeah, part of a storyline, I think that'll be good. I just, I just think that any choices they make need to have a purpose and need to fit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we've had games like you know, Eastern MMOs, some mm-hmm. and some even Western ones. That it's like yeah. there's just some things in there you're like, what just happened? I don't, I don't understand the connection. And as long as there's a connection there and it makes sense, I think I'm good. Right. With it. Meaningful. Service. Meaningful, yeah. Yeah. Or even if it's like, you know, you could even tie it into some, you know, how how would you feel if it wasn't like maybe core, like canon specific, but it was maybe like tying into like a Halloween event and you get this like cosmetic that you can use to change the way you look, you know, but you had to do the event because I always thought that the end game, I don't mind halloween event you know winners events and things like that they're i always think they're pretty positive ways i mean i'm a big proponent of any time an mmorpg says hey we're gonna give you cool stuff and you earn it in the game as opposed to it's just so polarized over to it being and the elder scrolls online very unfortunately is an example of where so much like almost all of the coolest stuff it is in the cash shop. I mean, it's just a fact. And a lot yeah. of it behind RNG crate element that you that you well, got to tie into. So, oh, God, miss. We had this conversation last Thursday a little we, bit. We did. Oh, yes. We did talk I'm, about this. I'm looking for more. I was. I, I'm fine with repeating it because it does. It's important to keep in mind. If please, want, please do. Yes, please, friend. We sh- we shall do that. Um. Yeah, I totally get the whole business side of things. And if you are spending so much time, if your artists are spending so much time on a particular cosmetic, you don't want to hand it out for free. Totally get that. The difficulty is when you add in loot boxes and all that other scummy stuff along with it. It's yeah, it just it just drops the bar and you just you end up going down a rabbit hole that you can't come out of afterwards yeah oh man good Uh, good oh man i'm gonna i am literally going to go back and i'm going to write down so many of your all's comments because they're gonna tie into some future (laughs) show points i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a point to to note the people that contributed because you have had some really good ideas in chat tonight no joke yeah oh it's been great i know i haven't hit on them all live for the sake of time but man super appreciative definitely i mean that's what i do throughout the week man i go and i browse things and i jot ideas down and i try to tie it into stuff i see in the community or even some of the other you know topics from either the looking for more show that's on thursdays 5 p.m cdt if you want to talk generally about mmorpgs game development and just all gaming geek stuff and things feel free to join us there or here every Sunday at 5 p.m. CDT. <laughs> what are you laughing about, dude? Woodchip is the man. Dude, you are the man. Woodchip gifting out a, I don't even know how many, 12, 13 something subs, including the 10 he just did. Jesus. Thank you so much, man. Dude, wow. Shed gifts to fit. Yeah, man. Super appreciative, man. I, I literally don't. Like, honestly, in terms of the show or contributions, honestly, the only thing I ever hope for is just people in the community are part of it all. Enjoy it. Share your ideas. Contribute in whatever way you can. Be part of the fun. 
but super, super appreciative of that, man. Thank you so much for supporting this. Really appreciate it. The longer the adventure. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we are going to wind this one down here. Thank you so much, Woodchip, for that. And everybody else who's been here, let me have the Pathfinders on the show today. Go on ahead and shout out their domains, where they reign, and where you can find them. Daedalus. I was hoping that still worked, but... uh, um... (laughs) Tell people. I'm I'm on Twitter, at the Ashen Herald. Uh, I am also have a website, ashenherald.com, and you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You can find me as, uh, at Faisal108 uh, at Twitch. You can just uh, hump on. Hump. You can <laughs> hop on with me anytime you want. <laughs> Oh my god. Look, man. I just want to try that again. This is not my first language, okay? It's my second. <laughs> uh, Let's go back in time. Rewind. Sands of time. It's already been done. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Oh, miss, man. <laughs> You can find me on my YouTube channel, Wandering Mist, on YouTube. I put up weekly MMORPG videos on various topics. Come and give me a shout out there. It's all good fun. Um, I'm also active on the Ashes Discord and the Ashes official forums with the same (laughs) tag. You can find me on there as well. And uh, I'm going to go in and shout out uh, the Discord, if you would like to join, it's my Discord, but it's also the Discord for the show and looking for more. And uh, my guild, Virtue, which I'm going to shout out to because great, great people, great community. If you're looking for a guild for Ashes of Creation, uh, it's going to be at discord.gg forward slash Simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H, just like my name is spelled on all the stuff and things. Also, please follow this show's Twitter, which is at Ashes Pathfinder. And you can, uh, you know, Follow me and all the stuff and things and all the links you see. And please, also, if you'd like to contribute via a message on the phone, which nobody's used, people keep hinting at it. It's there. Eventually, it'll be more of a thing, and I'll be taking more calls uh, live, potentially. But you can call in at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one for the show to leave a message, show some love, or to just share your thoughts around the game. Friends. It's been fantastic, Pathfinders. We look forward to seeing you all next time. Have a great week, everybody. We got a live stream coming up this week. So we will have a lot to talk about next time. Have a great night, friends. You all rock. We'll see you next time. See everyone.